The Center for Minorities in the Mathematical Sciences presents Mathematically Uncensored. Where our talk is real and complex, but never discreet. This is Pamela Harris. And this is Eris Winger. And you are listening to Mathematically Uncensored, where I talk is real and complex. But never discreet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am so happy to be talking with you right now. How like, is this season four? How, how? I don't know. I don't know. So first, first of all, everybody, thank you again I for just like listening to us. And again, uplifting yeah. our voice for sure. It is so, yeah, I mean, I was going to say it's so good to be back. And it is. And it's like, it, but it's like to your question again, that somehow we are back here again. Yeah. No, I'm thankful to be back here with you. It's hard to I put it into words. Yes. Yes. yes yeah, yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. No, and, yeah. and I think, you know, just to echo exactly what you just said, it's been so powerful for me, this this past summer, this past year, just having people come up and say like, oh my gosh, I listened to the episode or getting those emails, you know, from a student who's oh, like, I have goodness. a long drive into work every day or yes. into, you know, the university every day. And I listen to y'all and I don't feel as alone. That hits different. It does. You know, does. like having yes. a student say that and, and just think, yeah, I didn't know about all the ins and out of the math community right. when I started. And right. so I'm just super thankful that people get something out of yes. listening yes. to us to chat, you know, <laughs> and share our experiences. So, yeah, no, thanks, thanks, thanks to everyone for, for all the love. Absolutely. So, I mean, so, you know, we, quote, take the summers off from the show, from mm. the show, Mm-hmm. And yeah, and so we have a million things to kept, catch up on. And so our producer was just like, don't y'all just ramble on for 15 hours, right? So, <laughs> and so I, you know, I feel like, you know, we'll get to some things that, and then over the course of the time through the season, we'll catch up fully on the summer. And, yeah. and yes, yeah, yeah. But, oh, and we might get it through it all now, but we'll see, right? So, We'll do our best. Yes. Tell me about your summer. It was exciting, mm. drama-filled, <gasps> okay, full of joy. Okay. And also I managed to feel like I found time. I don't want to say recover because that's not, it's not like I was sick or anything, but yeah. just really time, downtime mm. in small bits, right? Yes, I yeah. mean, We've talked about what it means to be able to take a summer off as a person of color. But I definitely did not do a taking of the summer off. But I think I I managed to find pockets of time where I could just sit and be still and like really take in this life I'm living. And like, you know, kind of think about the full extent of how different my Mm. life looks. Mm. From what it looked like eighteen months ago. But wait, did you now, did you do that last summer too, or this summer? No, ah, okay. no, right. Last summer I was moving. Yes, yes. Right, okay. last yes. summer I was in mid transition, 
coming to UW Milwaukee. Yeah. And so this was like my first, you know, summer home. Yes. And yeah. so that that part kind of it hit. It hit. You yes. know, and so I was able to to kind of just sit with it and think about what that means for me, what that means for my family. Yes. And so overall, it was a very busy, very productive, very fun, and very full of reflection summer. Amazing. Amazing. Now, do people have to tell you, I don't know, do people have to tell you to sit down and not do stuff? Or you're able to just, like, are you running around and just like, Pamela, sit down. Siéntese. I don't think anybody tells me that. I love it. I only I know that because, uh, like, junior high school, people were running around and right. the damn senora needed the to tell people to sit the shut, fuck down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, I don't think I, I take much time to sit down. That's a fact. Uh, okay. But but I and I don't think people tell me to sit okay. down or okay. to, like, slow down. Yeah. I think most people that, like, work very closely with me know that part of what makes me happy is being busy, right? Like having the time to do the things that I enjoy. And I've gotten so much better. Like I was having a conversation recently with a faculty member at another university who's feeling a little bit of burnout, Mm. you know, and they're like, how do you do all the things that you do? You know, like, how do you continue to have energy? And I'm just like, I have curated the things that I do. Yes. You know, like yes. if I take on something to do is because I actually really want to do that. Yeah. And I have not overfilled my plate to the point that I cannot take that on. Yes. That the time that I want to take on something that I really want to do and I don't have the bandwidth for, that means that there are some things on my current to-do list that I'm not as excited about. Right. And that's the time to step away from those things. Right. Right. And so, so I think... That has helped a lot without needing somebody to tell me, like, to go up, take a seat. Yes. You right. know? Right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of like the overall part of my summer. So, you know, I'm happy to get more into the details. But how how was your overall summer? Good. It was crazy busy. So I, I spent the summer, I was teaching one course at Lincoln University, mm-hmm. which is an HBCU. And it was just to be there during the summer and HBCU was indescribable, right? So... But I'm going to try anyway, right? So mm-hmm, it's one of these mm-hmm. things. So, and I want I want people to hear me here, right? Like, the, I mean, as as I get older and as we continue to think about representation and about participation in this discipline, that we still haven't been able to, but we should still respect the impact that one person can have on another person just by looking like them, right? Mm. All the stuff mm-hmm. that we get, right, right, right. So. Yeah, when you have a, and it works both ways, right? Whatever I was able to have the honor to do for those students, they did for me 10 times more, right? In Mm -hmm. terms of giving me hope about what we can do in mathematics for every single individual. So that was very, very rewarding. I I had stuff to do for NAM as well, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, so in August, you know, I... I had the honor of representing the president on the east side of the country, as mm. it's a lot of travel for her. And so mm-hmm. I, I did some stuff at MAA Math Fest, which was a challenge, right? So leading up to mm-hmm. it, I was on lots of committees where, you know, really thinking about should we go, should we not go, because it was right. in Tampa and in a, in a dangerous place for some people. And so mm-hmm. that was hard, right? Like, and frankly, it was very much underattended mm-hmm. when I went. Yeah, so there weren't, quote, there weren't a lot of people there. And so you could feel it, but people try. So I, 
you know, I went back and forth about it and being a part of NAM, you know, and representing NAM and, you know, having a lecture about an incredible black mathematician, I was never not going to do that. Right. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, like yeah. it was just, so that was difficult. And then I also went out for a promotion. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so that was uh, very funky. Right. Like, so, yeah, I mean, again, my school is funky. Like I, I have waited and waited and, you know, not paid attention to it. And then I had a mentor last mm-hmm. year come up to me in the parking lot and just say, yo, this is it. You got to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, just like you were saying, that felt different when she yeah. said it this time. Right. And and apparently people have been telling me this for years and I didn't realize yes. this. That's right. <laughs> so, yes. But no, but so but, but we had said this so often for our mentees that, you know, at some point you, you'll hear it the right way and then it will click. And so the most meaningful part was really asking for the letters of recommendation. Right. And so mm-hmm. this was for me, as I've said so many times, really hard for me to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And so like to, you know, ask five people to write a letter for me. And they instantly all say yes. And they all write amazing things for me, like was was overwhelming, really. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and so and something I had never really felt like, you know, I don't know, it was the last time I really like objectively asked for something like that. Like, yo, I need you to do something for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it, that was very, very powerful. So I'll know in December, you know, what the results are going to be. But also I think you the, already know what the results are going to be. Like, are you kidding me? We don't have to wait until December. Uh, no, 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 no. Well, so I'm also in Georgia, right? And so let's just be real about this, right? So, because it's uncensored. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's one of these things where when my CV rolls through up the echelons, right, of people in this state, and they see some of the things I've written with you and with mm. other people about equity, mm-hmm. diversity, and mathematics— Right. There, there it's possible there are a few people up there just like, what is this? And throw it away. Right. I'm prepared for that. Right. That was always, yeah. Yeah. So mm. yeah, there's a small probability of that. Yeah, but I, I've gotten to a place where it doesn't matter. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yeah, I think I, I like I I've never really needed the checkbox for this. It's gonna mm-hmm. be nice to have for all sorts of professional reasons. And so, right. but I'm proud of the work that I've done for the last decade. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, that's what matters. It's like we've been yes. doing this work not, you know, not to check boxes and, and right. get these promotions, but because it fits well with who we are as yeah. people in this discipline. So I, I appreciate hearing that. But I'm also like, I'm ready to box. So you let me yes. know. Okay, I appreciate if that. No, and I've down. also been thinking about, yeah, I've been terrible at self-promotion for sure, right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, and so thinking mm-hmm. about, right, because it, it, it's always felt like it's been in conflict with just serving. Like, mm-hmm. it, like, like if you told me which one would I prefer to do, like either like build my CV, build my website, or just go and do something, which I'm helping yeah. people, right? So I do have to literally take the time, go away and work on all of that stuff, right? That's not yeah. even the right way to do it. You know, I appreciate the way that you do it. Like you set up a system where you are just periodically coming back constantly mm-hmm. and refining. And that's where I need to get, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it just kind of becomes part of the process. Right. That is what, yeah. that's where I need to get for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the starting part is the hard part, right? Like yeah. anytime that you have to start something new, it feels so 
onerous. You're like, yes. oh no, it's just this is huge. So this Yo, is a massive undertaking. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And that never changes. And I hope the young people are listening that like mm -hmm. we all face that. We all face that. And even when you've done it so many times, I mean, like the books we wrote, they were all blank pages to start. Hear me. Hear us when we say that all, you know, thousand Mm -hmm. pages of the three books together, you know, all started with nothing Right. Them. That's yes, true. That's that right. is true. Just and, an idea. Yes. And so this helps me, actually, because, you know, how did we get a thousand more? I mean, a thousand pages. Right. It's because we were mm-hmm. compelled to do so. And this mm-hmm. reminds me that, you know, I need for some reason there hasn't been this compelling fire for me to get some of those mm-hmm. things started. Right. And so how do yeah. I find that fire to do that? And I think right. I know. Right. I think part of it is that, you know, I deserve to be represented well to the world. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Right. I deserve to be represented mm-hmm. well to the world yes. and no one else is going to do it but me. To do it for you. Yes. That's right. True. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's Thank true. you all, everybody, for listening to, to me say mm-hmm. that because I needed to say that. So yeah. I hope this starts yeah. a journey for me to to get on that. Yeah. And, and I think there's also this aspect of, and we've talked about it before on the show, this aspect of humility and how you know, thinking about how to sort of promote the work that you're doing and it feels like you're promoting yourself, which then is in contradiction to being humble, right? So like, you know, I I grew up under the mantra that like, if you do good work, people will acknowledge you. Mm. And so you just got to do good work, keep your head down, people will notice, people will notice and people will share about the good work that you're doing. And unfortunately, that is not always the case for people of color in this country. Correct. Right. I yeah. mean, we've heard so many stories about the invisible scientists at NASA, right? Yes. Like it's just on and on and on and on that this continues to happen. And so, yeah, no one is going to shine a light on the work that you do except you sometimes. Yes, that's right. And and you deserve to be recognized for the work that you do, yeah. right? Like we we also need to know that other people who are coming up and are going to become the heiress wingers of the future. Mm, Like mm. they need to know that you exist. Mm, They need to know what is possible. Mm. They need to know that you can have a career in this field, doing the work that you love and helping other people. But if that's invisible to them, they don't, they can't imagine themselves being the next heiress winner. No, that is right. And so, so when you tell me, when I hear you say like this has, you know, I'm, I'd rather just do things that are in service of others. Yeah. You being known is a service to the world. Yes. No. Right. right. Yes. Yes. No. You I'm being just known is a service right, to right, the right. world, and yes. that's not to like feed your ego. Of course. Of course. Right. Yeah. Like it's it's really about, and and I think. For me, that was something that was so important, right? Like, I yeah. didn't go to an HBCU, you know? Yeah. I, I didn't live somewhere where there was a ton of people that looked like me. And so it took, you know, and I've talked about this, like, it took Alejandra Alvarado, you know, the year, mm. meeting Alejandra Alvarado the year before I got a PhD to know that there was other Latina women yeah. who had PhDs in math. And so the power of, of visibility is something that I don't think we get to take for granted. Correct. Right. And like other people might interpret it as self-promotion. They might interpret it as us just trying to like blow up whatever they interpret it as. Like they'll have their opinions about it. They're always going to have those opinions. They're always going to have their opinions about that. But I'm thinking about the students that I meet who say to me, you're the first Latina professor I've ever met. And I'm like, nah, let me show you this website. (laughs) Here's all these Latinas. Right. Like because it, it, it just cannot be anymore that we are the first 
you know, a mathematician of color that these generation of students meet. Right. But the more we are out there, right, we as a collective of mathematicians of color, the more role models a new generation of mathematicians of colors have. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we all need to be out there. Contributing to that. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. No, that's extremely, extremely helpful for me. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, which makes me think about the power of events like NAMS Math Fest. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. And so I want to hear all about it. Oh, my God. Yeah. So NAMS Math Fest, we had it um, in the Clark, Atlanta. So University and it was yeah it's that's also indescribable but like first of all first of all Kimberly Hathaway was there Mm -hmm. so it's good to see her and you know her continued through her process yeah she was an award winner so we had this whole graduate student we added a graduate student piece where they were giving Mm -hmm. talks as well and so and so yeah it was such a natural convening of people who love mathematics and who and such a diverse group of people coming together and just, it's just, in a lot of ways, it's almost just simple. I mean, outside of logistically, Mm -hmm. right? Like to just say, let's have 150 people come and most of them be young people and just talk about math, talk about the math that they're Mm -hmm. doing. And that's it, right? And Mm -hmm. just have a talk Mm -hmm. or two over a couple of days and eat and enjoy each other's company. It's just, yeah, it's just absolutely amazing. So I just learned that, I continue to be honored to be a member of NAM and to mm-hmm. serve NAM. And yeah, and there were just moments that I'll, there are always moments where I will just be in awe of the people who started the organization and continuing to uplift them, you know, as they pass it on to us. And, and we yeah. try to just keep it together. And let me just say, shout out to our president, Omaro Ortega, who this is her last Math Fest as president. And mm-hmm. so she will be handing the reins over. We're having our elections. Oh. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, and yeah, so we're having elections and it's going to be weird, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, because she, you know, we were coming from Sonoma. She was giving me a ride to Oakland and I knew this car ride, you know, this was a long time ago, a couple of years ago. I knew this car ride. She was going to try and convince me to be her executive director, right? Right. And so, uh, you know, like she, and so I, we're riding and this is our long you know, ride. And so, you know, she's hinting at it, hinting at it. And then, you know, she just started saying the right things, right? About who I could impact, who I could serve. Yeah. She told me what her vision was. And she has just carried the, the. I mean, because, you know, she came on at a time of turmoil for the organization yeah. and she just said it right. So we have a full board for the first time in our history and we just want to keep the momentum of her great work. So if you mm-hmm. see her at JMM, and this is to everybody. If you see her at JM, thank her for her service to the discipline. Mm-hmm. It it should go recognized for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that was fantastic. that's hard work. I also wanted to mention. And, so, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, and she took that on. You know, on top of everything else that she oh already God, does, yes. and that she's fantastic at. <laughs> yes. And so it's unbelievable. You know, it's yeah, yeah, it is unbelievable. She will deserve to get a rest for sure. And then I had some mentees over the summer who were, I think we left off, like they had qualifying exams, right? And so mm-hmm. and so, lots of them had multiple ones and they, you know, some of them passed all of them and only have a few more things to go, which is great. Mm-hmm. And others passed some of them, have one more to go. I was struck mm-hmm. because I was working with one mentee and, you know, as we said, we were, of course, I was trying to attend to the coordinates initially. And then there was one 
coordinate, the mental health coordinate that, you know, this person told me that they had together and fine. And then, you know, after they told me that they failed one of the qualifyings, you know, we were trying to break down why that happened. And then mm-hmm. they gave me all these other reasons. And then as we were getting off the call, I said, is there anything else? And then this person was like, well, things are, are getting better now, now that I'm taking the correct medication or taking my meds again or whatever. And I was oh. like, but, but wait, that might have something to do with why you didn't mm-hmm. pass the... <laughs> right. Exam. So we had, and we had spoken weekly, like, the whole summer. Oh. Right? And it's like, this is hard, right? I mean, like, continuing... I feel like continuing to do this right, because, like, when you meet every week for the summer, it becomes routine. And this is helping mm-hmm. me because, like, I don't want... It's not I like in order to get the depth. So I'm this is tension within me. Like when you meet someone every week for something, it becomes routine. But routine feels in conflict with having to go deep enough authentically in order to get some of the things you need to get. Right. Yeah. And so because it became routine, I was never going to be able to touch the um, mental health coordinate that I had thought was being taken care of, that I right. thought was no longer my purview, that someone mm-hmm. else was taking care of it. So I don't like, so, I, so yeah, I, so I, I feel like I failed for sure. Right. Like, mm. like there was this, there, like, because I, I know I was the only person he was speaking to every week about this stuff. And I just did not, it became too routine. It became mm-hmm. too routine. And so, like, that meant, oh, check in. How are things going? Great. Because, as, as I said, I had my own busy summer. And these are not excuses. Yeah. But it's just, like, I'm reminded that that when you have a young person who or someone who's just trying to better their life, that it's, it's never routine. It's yeah. ne- I'm just reminded again and again and again. And I hope people can hear me say that. Yeah. No, it's, it's hard. It's hard to also figure out how you build enough of a trusting relationship yeah. to share that information. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because, because they're, you know, unfortunately, you know, going through some mental health challenges is, is still looked down upon. Right. 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 right? right. It's still oh, looked course, down upon. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so, yeah. So there, it takes a lot to feel that somebody is safe enough to say those things too. Yes. And so yes. it it is difficult. It is difficult to come out and say, hey, I, you know, I'm I'm doing as best as I can, but I don't have my meds. Right. Because right. you never know what that person's gonna react like. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yes, yes, yes. And yes. so yeah. so I in my mind, I'm thinking about having been on that end, right? Mm. Having been on the end where I'm not on my meds and I'm like, oh, you know, th- this is rough, but I can't tell anybody because I don't know what that's going to do to my relationship with that person or how they will treat me moving forward or the things that they're willing to do for me. Yes. Right. And also it just makes it awkward sometimes for people. Like people don't know how to react. They don't know what to yeah. say. They don't know what to say. They're right. just like, oh, and then like sheer panic. I don't, you know, people can't see my face, but I'm just like big wide eyes. Yes. Like what? No, yes. God, this is uncomfortable for me. And yeah. I'm like, imagine if it's uncomfortable for you on right. the receiving end. <laughs> yes. How this poor person is feeling. Absolutely. Um, yeah. No. So what yeah. happens? So like, okay, so yeah. you're in this situation, you're mentoring the student, you know, you're attending to all these other coordinates and not the mental health one. Again, not because you don't think about it, just because you're checking in. Yes. And if the check-in doesn't normally lead to, yeah. you know, getting that information. No, as we said before, we, you know, not one person can check all of the coordinates for another individual. 
And that we had a framework, at least I had a framework of for every person, I'm just going to try and figure out which are the ones that they feel comfortable talking to me about. And I'm going to confirm with them that the other ones are being taken care of by somebody else. Yeah. That, like that was going to be the thing. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. the mental health one was not one of mine. Right. right. And so like. <laughs> that doesn't mean I wouldn't still ask about it. I would just check in like mm -hmm. that's being taken care of. And then I always got yes, 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 yes the whole mm -hmm. summer. Right. But and I just yeah. want to be clear about that was the reason why. But continue. Well, I'm thinking about the fact that, OK, now you're now you're clearly aware that yes. that coordinate was not under your purview. Yeah. But there was definitely something going on. Yes. And that coordinate. Yes. Yeah definitely played some role oh in God. what their experience was yes. academically, yes. professionally, mathematically. Yeah. And so for those of us that are thinking about, you know, all the mentoring that we do, and maybe we're not as attuned to the mental health mm -hmm. coordinate, yeah. like what questions do we ask? Because the, how are you doing today? Yes. Is just so passive, we, right? It like it is sort of like. Retired. Yeah, like we, we can, that cannot be yes. the thing that we're asking yeah, that, our mentees done. anymore. Yes. So, like, what do we what do we ask? Yeah, that that that's really really a good question. I mean, first of all, I mean, I I, I am going to be critical for sure because we already had a, a whole show on the how are you doing is insufficient, and yet mm -hmm. you, this is still what we're doing. So, and I want to honor the fact I've been asking people how you're doing for forty years. Yes. And so it can be yeah. hard to just be like, okay, I'm no longer asking how you're doing. I'm going to ask something else. But we can we can figure out how to how to do that. I think we need to. And then the other thing is, as Michael was saying, as we were talking about this, what does it look like for us to ask someone, even though that we're not going to necessarily attend to this coordinate, what does it look like when you're struggling in each of these areas, right? Mm, and so mm -hmm. and so, for he for he told me a long time ago that it looks like. For him, that he couldn't, he can't concentrate, or he's a little bit mm -hmm. off, right? And so I knew that. But for me, with him right now, at least going forward, there is a disconnect in in the sense yeah. that <clears throat> he was telling me because I was like, "Why didn't you pass this one? What happened?" And then he gave all these reasons, and I don't know whether he has made the connection that mm -hmm. that has something to do with why he didn't do well. Right. And I don't want to have that conversation. Right. Like, I mean, because, oh, my God, I forgot it's uncensored. Let's just be clear here. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, there are some coordinates that I favor over the others. Yeah. And yet there will be an individual who will need me to address one of them. Right. And so yeah. at the very least, I need to just I, hopefully we can acknowledge that the mental health piece is, is imp impacted how we took this test. And we yeah. need to think about how we were going to do that differently. Right. At the very least. Yeah, but I feel like I need to ask you, like, why? Why is the mental health one? Like, what is it about it that oh. feels so, like, why not? Why are you not a I have no, one? I like, have what is going no, on? well, no, that's a good question. I mean, well, first of all, I mean, I, I grew up in a, in a context and a culture that did not even mm -hmm. value mental health at all in terms yeah. of it being a thing, right? And so mm -hmm. I, I'm still trying to unpack the, the impact of that, right? Like, I don't mm -hmm. know, like, when... When like I, like for sure, particularly my background, people would have put me in front of a therapist, you know, 25 years ago and rightfully yeah. so. But they didn't. It wasn't even no mm -hmm. one even thought to do that with me. Yeah. Right? And so, like, it was only recently where I started to realize that these things are very important. And, I, you know, everybody should have a year of therapy at least. Right. Like this type of yeah. thing has come. 
So like, but even though I have those realizations, again, unpacking, you know, 30 something years of it not being a thing to now it being a thing, like, yeah, I'm still yeah. trying to work through that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and I, I totally appreciate that because I think about the fact that I also have my favorite coordinates, you know, oh, or the ones that... Yeah. Definitely mental health. I mean, it is something that I'm like super attuned to because yeah. I I notice it in people's body language. Mm-hmm. I notice it, you know, in the way they communicate. And so I'm constantly like, what's going on? Yes. Like, no, no, no. No, don't lie to me. Right. Like, I know that uh, look. That, I know that look. What's happening? Yeah. And so I try to like dig deeper, right? Yes. Um, but one that I think it's not that I'm not attuned to, but it, I have been sort of shamed for the way that I try to handle it mm. um, is the financial piece, mm. right? And so just to kind of give you some context, like, you know, and, and we've talked about this, yeah. you know, but my my family is very much like somebody gets a job and the very first question you ask is how much are they paying you? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, yes. so having conversations about money, about not having money, about having money, have sort of been like dinner conversations, right? Like we really don't have money to do anything this weekend, right? Or like we are struggling to pay the gas bill, right? Or like can't go nowhere because there's no gas in the car or, oh shit, we got to go to the, you know, pantry to get some free bread. Like that was just sort of common. Like I was very well aware of the way that finances were affecting my family, right? Like And it's also part of the culture. Like, you talk about these things. Like, that's not necessarily a source of shame if you're poor. Like, we know that it is not a character flaw. Like, it is part of just the lived experience of being a human sometimes. And so sometimes I'm too upfront. Like, I'm just like, Mm. you know, so so I vividly remember. And I don't know if I've told this story. Let's go. You know, the year that I graduated. No, sorry. a, A year after I graduated. My my academic sister, Lauren Williams, was on the job market and it was very clear to me that she was trying to get, you know, like a, an institution was trying to scoop her. So they were giving her like a very early offer. Yes. Like we had just gone to JMM. We're at this dinner and there's like a very diverse group of us at this dinner. And I'm sitting next to Lauren and we're just chit-chatting about you know, her job and the offer she got and, you know, the fact that she's about to cancel all her JMM interviews because she's going to accept this job offer. Mm. And in the dinner table, it's like everybody got quiet for that second when I said, and wh- how much are they paying you? <laughs> no, you got you know, like, story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, so it's just like, and then getting shamed, like you don't ask people about money. And I was like, oh God, what right, have right, I right, done? Right, right, right. And so I think because of all of those experiences, I've been so guarded about having oh, these conversations wow. about Just finances like, yes. that now I'm like, instead of using it as a superpower, it's become this thing that I'm like so sensitive about. Like, do wow. we not talk about it? Do we talk about it? You know, so then I just don't talk about it because yeah. I'm like, I don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable. Like, this is so against the American culture. Yes, yes, yes. So, yes. so I kind of just like shy away from it. Mm. and And it hit me hard this week in particular how much of a detriment that can be to my mentees Mm. when I don't even bring up the subject and so you know I was I was having a meeting with one of my mentees and we're talking about you know like graduate research fellowships and you know statements and all of these things and and we're having conversations like this student knows me very very well right and and I think I know them relatively well 
And so we're doing all of this. And I mean, Eris, I'm not kidding. Maybe there's like five minutes left of our hour meeting that we meet. Yes. And then, you know, they say something to the effect of like, oh, you know, this is not a big thing, but like, I figured I might mention it to you. Mm. You know, I'm not getting paid. Oh. And I was like, we've been working for four weeks and you've been putting in 20 plus hours a week. Like, what do you mean you're not getting paid? You know? And so immediately I'm like, okay, hold on. Pull up my email. You know, I'm like, who's in charge of this? You know, start sending those emails where it's like, this is, this is urgent. Take yes. care of it ASAP. Yeah. Like, what do I do? Do you want to move funds from my account into the, like, what is the problem? Yeah. And so immediately I went into like problem solving strategy and not in like, we'll take care of it. But, but also, why didn't you tell me? Right. Like, why are we weeks, week four? When did, when did you want her to tell you? The second she found out that there was no check, the first time she expected it. Yes. Okay. The very first time that day, that money should have hit her account. The money don't hit her account. And she called her bank and they're like, there's no deposit. And she called HR and HR is like, oh, we're working on it. That's the second you tell me. Mm. I hope people are listening. I hope I the, hope the young second. people are listening. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, no, it's that second. And, it, and it's not because you can't handle it. Okay, like, I know that there's a sense of like, I want to do it. Like, I don't want to trouble you, professor, with this thing. But here's the thing, like, I know what it's like to be poor. So like, we are all relying on that check to live. Like, you know, an undergraduate student, that's their livelihood. Right. Right. And on top of that, they're paying tuition and taking out. So so I get how important that check is. Yes. Right. And so the power that a professor holds in being able to send an email saying this is absolutely urgent. You must take care of it today. Yes. Sends a message and it gets people moving. Right. So, you know, to tell you what happened, like immediately that happens and I start sending emails to everyone. Yeah. Right. And, and I loop in my administrative assistant. Oh my God, Katie. And then, you know, our finance person in the department, Richard, they are heaven sent, yes. heaven sent. Yes. Literally, I start CCing them in these emails that my student's not getting paid. And Katie is like, I'll take care of it. Within, I'm not kidding, within a day, Katie had figured everything out mm. to ensure and added all the hours to ensure that my student was going to get paid this week. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for doing that for the student, for sure. I, I just want to be clear for the people who are listening. So it, like that took 15 seconds for her to, for for this person to tell you. And like, and it's also could be a two sentence email, Mm -hmm. right? That just say, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to drop you a note and say that I have not been paid, period. And sometimes that's all, yeah. Yeah, there's no request. It's just, here's information, do with it, something. Right, 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 right. And then, I mean, if you like, you get to say that this is very impactful. I need this money, all of that. But that's Mm -hmm. that's the assumption. I did want to come back to this. You helped me out with the money piece about the shame piece. Mm -hmm. Because the shame piece, that's a cultural thing, right? Because, you know, I come from a place that like, yeah, if if you don't have enough money, then it is on you. Right. And so Mm -hmm. it was good to hear you like throw that narrative out because that's a narrative that I think looms over a lot of our students. Yeah. And so I I lived that for sure. Again, there was a moment in which during the summer I was trying to finish up and then they didn't want me to teach. 
right? And they just mm-hmm. wanted me to go ahead. And then my advisor just said, do you need any money? And right. I was like, no. And I did, right? Because mm. at the time it was like, well, because if I, if I told you that I did, it meant that I wasn't responsible with my mm-hmm. money, right? Mm-hmm. And even though, to your point, like I was being paid crumbs, as a graduate right. student. So of right. course I didn't have any, like, yeah. So, so that now when I, so it's, so I bring this up because now it's easy for me, I guess, to just say, to talk about finances, because I know that like lots of people are, might not be forthright about it, right? Because of yeah. the narratives about it. So I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in, in a lot of these conversations with, you know, mentees, I think, you know, you and I in many ways are sort of open books. Mm-hmm. And so I think in the things that we share with our students about the things that we've gone through in our journeys, it makes it sometimes, depending on what stories you tell, is the coordinates that you hit that then they sort of feel comfortable coming to you. Yes. Oh, and I'm just yes. wondering, like, when did I not hit the financial coordinate right. with this mentee so that they knew that they could reach out exactly. to me about this one? Uh, right. You know right, what I'm right, saying? Right. And yes. so... So, yeah, so I think that's something to just kind of be aware of that in us also being authentically ourselves and sharing about our lives, that kind of opens doors to those coordinates. Yes. Yes, And of course, you know, that that's challenging for some. Like I know some faculty who are just like, I really don't want them to know about me. But then you can't expect your students to be able to come to you and just be like, let me tell you about, you know, I I can't afford the book. Right. 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 For your class. When, you know, when. They might not think that you'll be receptive to that. Right. Or again, how you might react if they tell you that they haven't been on their meds and that's why they haven't been to class. Right. And so it's, yeah, it's, it's sort of a give and take in some way, right? Yeah. Like when I think about what I expect or what I hope my mentees feel comfortable coming to reach out to, to me about, I think about am I comfortable sharing with them those times where I also needed that help. Right, right. And so... Yeah, so definitely just much more work to do Yeah, on that front. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But the other thing, let me just say this, because I got to get it off my chest. Go. There's a sense of urgency mm. that I sometimes don't see from mentors, right? Uh. So like, when do we decide that something is urgent? Oh my God, such a great question. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. And and I am of the mind that the second a student is bringing this to you, we have reached urgent status. Bringing what to you? Bringing anything to you. Yes. I think that the second they bring <laughs> anything it. to you yes, yes, as yes. a mentor, there is a sense of urgency, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, because yeah. again, because these are, yes, they're young people, but they're very capable. Yeah. They're extremely capable. They're going to troubleshoot with their friends. They're going to try to figure it out. Yeah. So I feel like the second that a topic gets brought up to me, it's because now it is urgent. Got it. And I think that's the part that I don't see from a lot of mentors. That like fire of urgency yes. that it finally has gotten to you. So it must have been dire. Yes. And if if they're asking you for advice, it's very likely that they're at the end of that Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And they're yes. about to fall off that cliff. And so how do we how do we react with that sense of urgency and that understanding that once it has reached you, yeah, action is required. Yes. Yes, yes. No, that's powerful. And but that requires a whole reframing of like because there's lots of things that you just said that we 
may not be thinking about as mentors. Because again, we think that if someone just drops by and mentions something, then, oh, you're just giving me information maybe. Right. Right. And it's not right. And so that the framing you just brought up is very important that like, again, there continues to be a wall between mentors and mentees, authority and student where, you know, the day that the default is for them not to tell us stuff. We have to keep remembering that, right? Like yes. yeah, the default is don't say, don't say, don't say. I mean, in lots of ways, I spend a lot of time not saying lots of things to my advisors and mentors that I probably should have said about how mm-hmm. things were going in my life, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. but and so there were moments where I finally went up to them and said, could I, I kind of need, right? And it was urgent. It was urgent. Yeah, it was definitely urgent. And so, yeah, so I thank you for just saying that out loud, right? And just saying that you're, and by the way, it doesn't hurt if you're wrong and right. it's not urgent and you still treat it with urgency. That's right. Yes. So, yeah, you have a chance to go ahead and just show another person that their words deeply matter to you and responding in that way. No, thank you for saying that. Absolutely. Yeah. And and the other thing I'll say is I want mentors to think about whether their students are getting paid. Right. Because now we're we're well into the semester or the quarter or the term. Right. 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 And this cannot it cannot be that my student was the only one that wasn't getting paid. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. And so I'm thinking about all of us who are out here hiring undergraduate researchers, undergraduate TAs, undergraduate anything, graduate anything, your postdocs, right? Anybody that you're mentoring, have you just checked that they received their first check? Yeah, exactly. Right? All those graduate students that just started in your program. Yes. Right? Have they gotten paid? And so this is the moment where you go and you reach out to all of them. And you say, hey, we, you should have gotten your first check on this date. Yes. Did it hit your account? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And if not, you need to start sending those, you know, emails to HR and to everybody to get this settled ASAP. This is great. So I'm throwing myself, this is good because I'm throwing myself in that role and in, in the role of the student and trying to go back. Like, so yeah, so yeah, right. It's the end of the month or whatever. You go check, the money's not there, right? And then your heart starts to be fast. Right. Yes. And this is like, wait, what's going on? I, I don't understand why it's not here. You're upset. You're like, I need this mm-hmm. money. Like all of these emotions are are showing up. And and what am I supposed to do? <laughs> now I'm supposed to Yeah, like write somebody and say, yo, I haven't been paid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. With a student email account. Yes. Uh, somebody, an authority with power. That's what you gotta yes. do. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, and then and the, we know yeah. what that's, but we know what's going to happen. HR is going to. No, I'm not saying that all HRs are terrible, right? I have no HR. idea the email to HR. You want me to but go that's find what I'm HR? Yeah. Right, right. It's just panic mode at this point. Right. It's yes. panic mode. Yes, yes. This but reminds as a us. You know who to reach out to. I was just about to say this reminds us that in our transitional packet. Right, that we want to give the people, we should have the phone number to HR. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't think I ever thought about HR when I was in graduate school once, and I guess because no, I always got paid never. on time. But like, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's something we can let people know. Also, yeah, yeah, wow. wow. We've also been reflecting on a narrative that we want to start in order to change this discipline, and it really is tied to again this transitional mentoring. 
And again, I've just been, we, we've been reflecting on, again, prestige. We had an elitism, right? We, the last episode we talked about, well, one of the last episodes of last season, we talked about Pamela going to different institutions, two different ones, and getting mm-hmm. two different perspectives and thinking about elitism mm-hmm. and name recognition and all of this. And, and I think that one of the narratives we want to go ahead and think about, and we've said this, but just to just be clear that when we, when people move on to graduate school, we actually want to move them on to another person and that we That's are right. going to, yeah, we are going to actually put the transitional mentoring piece on steroids, right? And mm-hmm. just say, instead mm-hmm. of saying, oh, I'm going to Berkeley, I'm going to Berkeley and I intend to be with this person for the first however long before I go to this other person and this other person. And so for me, it's just like, it is a big reorientation and that if somebody says to me that, oh, I'm going to this school, right? I'm just saying, well, who is the person? And they say, I don't know anybody there yet. Then Mm. alarm bells, Hear me, people. Oh, yeah. Hear me, people. Oh, yeah. Alarm bells should go off because I am so, so I'm starting to see, oh, my God. I'm starting to see my whole discipline completely differently these days. And Mm -hmm. it's not a good thing Mm -hmm. because I'm seeing, I'm seeing lost students around faculty that have all the information and they're not sharing it. Mm -hmm. That's what I see. I see... I see people who are trying to figure stuff out, like in the same hallways, and they're walking past each other. And I, one's lost, and the other one has all the info, and they will never speak to each other, right? That's Unless right. you go That's knock right. on their door and beg them, tell me, how do you do this? How do you do this? How do you do mm-hmm. this, right? And it's like, it does not have to be this way. But because it is this way, then when someone says, it's like someone saying, I'm going to the forest, mm. and I don't know my way out. And right. it's just like, okay, well, do you is are you going with someone who does know the way out? It's like, no, right. I, I'm gonna try and find somebody in the woods. Like, what the fuck are you what? talking about? <laughs> right? <laughs> you're going woods. to the woods. You don't know how to get out of it. You don't know any right, but you're gonna go figure it out because you uh, could, maybe you might meet somebody there. That's right. what we're saying, right. right? Like, so yeah, so no, I'm not going to Rice. I'm going to Ilya. Oh my god. Right? Mm. Yes. No, I'm not going to Howard. I'm going to Dennis Davenport. No, I'm not going to Milwaukee. Mm. I'm going to Dr. Harris. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and so I, I and so it, this may not always happen, but let what does it look like for us to put the per like we've always been trying to do? Yeah. Put the people first. Yeah. Right? And that means put we're yeah. like put the person ahead of the institution. What person are you going to, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and, and that change. It's so interesting because as I'm thinking about connecting, you know, a student says to me, oh, I'm going to apply to X, Y, and Z. Yes. And the very first thing I do is like, I know no faculty there. Yes. Right. Right. Oh, here? Oh, let me connect you with, I know a student, I know a faculty member, you know, or I know somebody who just graduated from that program. They can tell you like what the, you know, what the deal is there. And, And it's very 
Yeah, it's very telling where I know people and where I don't know right. people. It's real telling real quick. They show me right. that list and I'm like, right. crickets, crickets, right. crickets. And I'm like, does that tell you something? Right, right. That I don't know anybody, right? And Or I'll connect them to a student and then the student doesn't reply to the, my student. They reply directly to me. They're like, I don't, are you sure you want me to tell them how terrible it is there? I'm like, please. Oh my God, yes. That's tell why. Tell them how terrible it is there. <laughs> yes. This is why I connected you right. to get the the actual, you know, feel for, for what it's like there. But you're absolutely right. It's, you know, people aren't going, you know, we, we say like we're going to this institution and it's like, no, the institution is like, it's the name of a building. Right. Right. It's the name of a collection of buildings. Yes. But who you're interacting with every single day is the set of people inside of right. that building. Right. So if you can't name a few. Yes. If you can't figure out who it is that you're actually going to get there yes. and who's going to welcome you and mm. who's going to say, we yes. are so happy that you are here. Yeah, yeah. Like if if you can't name someone who's going to say good morning to you every time yes. you come into oh, the office, yeah. then that might not be the right place. Right. So this is so pragmatically, I'm thinking that this means that we just need to add a four or five word question. Right. So if someone says, oh, I'm thinking about going to such and such. Then I'm thinking of just saying, well, so, OK, great. Who are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Who are we talking about? And they're going to say, well, what do you mean? I was like, name, who are the people? Who are mm-hmm. the people, right? And so, yes, no, that's helpful. And let's just add that extra sentence to, to and this is for all the transitions, every yeah. single damn one, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So whether you're going to grad school, new job, whatever, mm-hmm. yeah, how are you, who are the people who are going to support you? Yeah. So that had been on my heart for sure. Yeah. 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 And, and I think there's also... Just back to, you know, the elitism thing. Mm, I also mm. want people to really, really think about where they're going to be treated like the people there are thankful that you have arrived. Yes. Right. And I'm thinking about the fact, you know, we have a a, a brand new batch of graduate students at UW-Milwaukee and, and I've gotten to hang out with some new ones, you know, that I had not met before. Some graduate students came that I knew before coming to UW-Milwaukee and then they've now come to UW-Milwaukee. And, you know, just in passing, one of of those graduate students I saw yesterday and I was like, hey, are you coming to the picnic? We had this like social outing at a picnic place. And and then he was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm grading. And I was like, ah, I get it. I was like, but, you know, make sure you take time off or whatever. And then in some way, just that quick interaction, he said something about, you know, when he was coming to when he was applying to graduate school, he applied to a different place. And, you know, it was kind of like, it's either that place or hopefully Mm UW-Milwaukee. And then he said, you know, and when I got rejected from that other place, he was like, it was okay. Because every night I just said to myself, I know Milwaukee is going to come through. You know, like Milwaukee is going to be Milwaukee. And then I looked at him and I said, you have no idea how happy I am that you're here. I was like, because I felt the same way. I was hoping that when you got that offer, I was like, I hope he comes. I hope he comes. Right. (laughs) And so when you're here, like, it's great because we're already working together and everything. And he already has like a group of friends. But it's that right. That feeling of feeling wanted, of feeling valued, of feeling like you belong. Right. And so. Why have we not centered that for so long? Because isn't it true that that's when you do your best yeah, math? It's obvious. I think it's obvious. It reminds me of a Toni Morrison quote just about kids, but it's true of everybody else, that when you walk into your room, walk into a room, do people's eyes light up? Mm, yes. You know what I'm saying? And 
that it, that's not yes. hard to detect, right? It and I not. spent I spent the last twelve years making sure that every time, every time I see my daughter, mm-hmm. my eyes mm-hmm. light up. Whenever mm-hmm. she walks in the room, I'm just like, oh my god, right? Like mm-hmm. every time, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. like that that's the quote small thing, right? That we can do. And and so I translated that over a lot to my classroom, right? When when yeah. people walk in, so that's like one of my early practices. That like is super. That's supposed. That's like the point zero zero five percent, right? Yeah. Like literally, when people are walking in, get a smile on your face and just be happy for the but opportunity. Oh my god! Oh my god! Right? And so that's why mm. you know when we were working with the people in Iowa doing some professional development. We were talking about the mantra statement because the mantra mm-hmm. statement about what it is that you, why is it that you want to be a teacher that you say to mm-hmm. yourself before you go in was to help you when they, when they come in, like the energy, the happiness that you can exude to them about them just being there, right? Can yeah. let them know that they're valuable and that they belong. Yeah. 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 yeah and, and, you know, I, I can speak from personal experience mm-hmm. that, that's what it has felt like being at Milwaukee for oh for all God. these months, right? That I walk in, and when I walk in, people's face lights up. Yes. Like, that. I, I yes. had not put that together. Yes. Like, it's so interesting that you said that, and it, like, hit me in the gut. Yes. That, you know, I show up to work, and nobody walks past me. Right. Without saying hello. Yes. And it's incredible how such a small thing just and like has shaped oh my, God, my yes. experience. Yes, yes, yes you yes, know, yes. and yeah. and the way that the department operates is just so so wholesome. Yes, so I'm, yeah, I'm very appreciative. For yes, it. yes, yes. I can see you're emotional about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oof. But then that gets <sighs> us to think about like who are our mentors. So you were talking about, you know, the the mentor that stops you in the parking lot yeah. and says like it is time, yes. right? You know, put your promotion packet in. Yes. Even though you've had other mentors that I know have said word for word exactly that. Yes, right. And so the question is, you know, as we are at this stage in our career, mm. how, you know, I, and I and I'll speak personally, I feel like a lot of my mentors have been my peers. Yes. Right. Yeah, There's yeah. a point where where it's harder to find mentors to try to get to that next stage. Yes. yes. And so this peer mentor process, you know, it's something that we're like really familiar with. Yes. But I also think there's shortcomings because in mm. your example of your promotion packet is one of them, because I know, Michael, and I have been telling you that for years. Right. Right. That you need to just go up for promotion. Like, what are you waiting for? Why aren't you doing yes. it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. And then it took somebody else to say the same words, maybe, you know, with a different intonation. Yes. And you were like, yeah, what am I waiting for? While Michael and I are over here looking right. at like. Hey, oh, absolutely. Been, no. Were we, yes. are, what? Yes. We've no. been saying this for years. That's right. No. And let, let me just give the shout out to great Alvina Atkinson. Yeah. It's so meaningful to me. And, you know, it was just a random day and who knows, right? It's, yeah, it's, and then, I mean, it, I, I have, I can't even put it into words, but it was the right combination of words. And she spoke to me. No, and you know what? It's, it's, there was something about, yeah, it was just something about the way that she expressed 
because you and Michael love me, right? And mm-hmm. she she loves me too. And she expressed it in a way in which I was like, oh, right? Like, yeah. And, and then she, I mean, and, and part of the reason also is because it was face-to-face. She was right. It was intimate in a parking lot, right? And mm-hmm. I mean, it felt like she and I were the only people in the world and she was trying to save my career. Mm. That's exactly what it felt like. And so, and it, I mean, she was, I mean, and it wasn't exactly like that, but it, it, it looked like that she was trying to. Yeah. Right. And like, yeah. And mm-hmm. so, you know, and so, but you all have been like geographically detached from me. Right. That's and true. yeah. And so, yeah. so there was no, and it would, and I do think it would have been different if we were at the JMM mm-hmm. and the two of you would come over mm-hmm. and say, Ares, I think we need to sit down mm-hmm. and talk about this. Right it would have resonated very much so. So I think the proximity piece and the mm. fact that she's been in my institution for 10 years, she's the one who, she she played a large role in me being there, all of this. I mean, like, full disclosure, like, when I moved to Georgia, right, I, you know, and I submitted my application for Georgia Gwinnett College, it was for, to be a part-time person. I didn't even see the full-time position. Mm. And she took my application out of the part-time and put it in the full-time. Right. Yeah, like, like, so... So she also, in lots in lots of ways, you know, she that gave her status and stature for me mm-hmm. that also, like, elevated her. Because I think on paper, she and I could also be peers. I could not possibly mm-hmm. think about it that way, right? And right. So, and so this was someone who I also felt like I owed mm. to do this as well, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so the, all of those elements played a role. But, but the big part was the, you know, the... The physical nature of it was very, very yeah. big. Because I can just, you know, I can just end the call with y'all. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm, but she had gotten mm-hmm. me in, in the, not in the cor- in the proverbial corner and said, look, I think we should mm-hmm. talk about this. There's no running here, right? Yeah. 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 That's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that I, I've been experiencing quite a bit is, and I don't know what the right word for this set of mentors. It definitely feels like mentoring relationships. But these mentoring relationships that are maybe more like sponsorship, mm, right? Mm. People people who others don't know we're close. Yes, yes. Right? Well, There's oh. no like public display of mentorship. Yes. For better or for worse. Yeah. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, yeah. right? But like these people sort of know their, their strengths, their positionalities in these spaces. Yeah, yeah. And they understand that sometimes keeping at an arm's length is best. Yes. But they're still advocating for me or letting me know what's what so that I can make the right decisions or make the decisions being fully informed. Yeah. And so that part has been so powerful. Mm. And it's really interesting because it's not the kind of thing that you're just like acknowledging publicly, right? Yes, like yes. you just said your mentor's name, yeah. you know? And I'm like, mm, not saying their name, right. you know, but you're out <laughs> yes, there. Yes. I know you, I see you, we're yes. doing the things. Yes. And so that part has been really interesting because I had yet to experience that part. Yes. Right? The like, I almost want to call it like the strategic mentoring. Yes. Yes, yes, Right? Yes. Where yeah. it's like, we're going to keep it an arm's length because what happens is if if you and I are mentors right. and I, right, like we're, we're a group, like, oh, yeah. you're my mentee. And then everybody knows that you're my mentee, right? Yes. Or that we're peer-to-peer uh, mentors. Yes. Got what it. happens when I nominate you for right. something? Right, 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 right. You see what I'm saying? Of course, of course. 
it yeah. gets dismissed. Right. It, exactly for exactly in the same way that you dismiss me and Michael saying go up for promotion. Right, right. Other people will dismiss it because they know that we love each other. Right, right. And that we got each other's back and that we're going to go out for each other and we're going to, you know, yeah, amplify yeah. each other. All of that. But there's something so powerful about the strategic mentor that of is course. like, let's not do that. You and I can be cool. We don't have to be friends, but I'm out here helping. Yes. And that has been life-changing right. in a way that I never expected. Well, I was like, people, by the way? Uh, sheer luck, it feels <laughs> yes. like, to be honest. <laughs> um, but I also think, I think there is something to it. I think, you know, I go around saying what I need. Like I've gotten, I've gotten yes. better. I'm not a hundred percent there, yeah. but like, or at least not what I need, but like what I'm aiming to accomplish yes. at some point in my life. Yes. Right. And so I'm trying to look for those opportunities that might lead me there. Yes. And so if there are people who kind of know the ins and outs of how to get those opportunities, yeah. you know, it's sometimes better that they're not your outright mentors right. Right. again. Yes. Right. And so, so that I think has helped a lot, like being really just open and vulnerable about yeah. what I would love to accomplish at some point. Yeah. No, and the reasons big. why, right? right Again, right, the right, reasons right. the reasons why. Yeah. And so that I think that has led to that. Yeah. To kind of finding those advocates, those sponsors in those places. No, that's powerful. That is powerful. Wow. And then I realized that's what it means to have the good old boy network. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Are you saying? And I was yes. like, okay. that is wild, right? Yes. Like, for the first time ever, it feels like I'm, I'm part of something yes. that, like, somehow I never Some envisioned even circle, existed. Right. Some inner circle. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's... That's new. That's a yes. new feeling. Yes, yes, yes. And I can't imagine what it must be like to just walk around feeling that all oh, the time. Oh, yes. To make the right phone call at any moment and get oh, a connection. Oh, my gosh. No, at any stop. moment. Let me stop. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> mm. Excellent. Oh, my God. Okay. You want to hit some 5% change? Yeah. I think for me this week, it's going to be about asking financial questions. Ah. Just like... Just, you know, every one of my students and my mentees just like, hey, did you get paid when you needed to get paid? Right. Just like a quick thing, like not yes. checking. Are you, you know, but yes. like just just verbalizing that question yeah. to every single one of them, yes. because I uh, and just and also to reiterate, if you need any help, like I'm here, I know who to contact. And sometimes a Ph.D. helps in ways that, you know, it shouldn't, yes. but it does. Yes, absolutely. I am resetting all of my mentor meetings. I'm resetting them. Okay. All. Yes. We're we're gonna we're gonna come back and I'm gonna go. Yes, the routine is over and we're gonna just reset. And I'm I'm gonna say I just want to take a moment. I know we've been meeting periodically. It's been great. I want to go back through these again very carefully to to see how they're doing. Um, before we get back after it. So I'm doing the good, the big reset on all of them. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Announcements. Let's see. We have the JMM storytelling event. I'm so excited about this. Yeah. So the, the coalition is running this again. So check out our website, minoritymath.org slash storytelling. This is happening on January 4th during the JMM meetings. Uh, I guess we're in San Francisco this year. Yeah. And story submissions are due November 24th. So you have some time, but you definitely want to work on those and this to make theme, sure that right? you get to tell it. Yes. The theme is 
implies or implications. Implies. Implications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Yeah, so check that out and please, please, please submit a story. Also share with friends because I think other people might be interested in attending as well. And then we have the National Diversity in STEM Conference, which is the SACNAS National Conference that happens every year. This time is taking place in Portland, Oregon, October 26 to 28. You can learn more by going to SACNAS.org. And then for all of us who are mentoring undergraduates, who are graduating this year, make sure you have them work to apply to the NSF Graduate Research Fellowship. That deadline is coming up very soon, October 20th. So please, please, please encourage your students to submit an application. Remember that the more applications we submit, the more money eventually gets allocated to that program. So we definitely want to put good applications in, but also applying is part of the process. Love it, love it, love it. It is great to be back with you, I have to say. Ditto, friend. Yo, who are you? I'm Pamela Harris. And I'm Eris Winger, and you've been listening to Mathematically Uncensored, where our talk is real and complex. But never discreet. Later, people. Bye. Bye.